A mother was preparing breakfast for her sons, Kevin, age five, and Ryan, age three. The boys began to argue over who would get the first pancake. Their mother saw an opportunity for a moral lesson, and she said, if Jesus was sitting here, he would say, let my brother have the first pancake. I can't wait. Kevin turned to his younger brother and said, Ryan, you be Jesus. And this morning we declared that we, are, we have been called to the kingdom and glory. And as we are called to the kingdom, we need to enter the kingdom, but there's some requirements for you to enter the kingdom. And I want to read to you Matthew 18 verse 3, and it says, Truly I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. From the beginning in the, in the worship, we felt there's, a, there's an atmosphere of joy. And I believe some of you came into this place and you felt overwhelmed by the last few weeks and you felt everything was against you. But today the word of the Lord is coming to you and he says, you need to become like a child again. And what do children do? They play. Naturally, I've got three grandchildren. You think, can he be so old? I know you didn't, but... Three grandchildren, and when they get together, naturally, you don't say anything, they, just, they want to play. And it's sad to say, the older we get, we need permission to play. And tonight, I'm giving you permission to play. I'm here to say to you, to the Bay CFC, play at life. If you want to enter the kingdom, you need to become like a child, play at life. One definition of play is one way to think about play is an action you do that brings you a significant amount of joy without offering a specific result. We play. We play golf, we play this and we do this, but we want a result. Children just play. They don't, want to, they don't care about a result. They, they just play. And when, when he says we need to become like children, they are playfully teaching us something that we can start to imagine the future. I declare once again to you, 2023, we're going to be unusual. It's going to be a different year. And it's so important for adults to play. They say play for adults is critical in a stressful go, go, go life. Play has been shown to release endorphins, improve brain functionality, and stimulate creativity. We need the church to be creative. For the challenges that are coming in 2023, we need to become creative. I'm praying God give me creative ideas for Marble Hall. I cannot do church like yesterday, 10 years ago. Give me creative ideas. But we need to begin to play at life. And to play at life, and the children is teaching us, we need an imagination. God has given you two things, a memory and imagination. And if your memory is greater than your um, imagination, you will lose hope. And now in the church, we talk about 1940. We talk about Smith Wigglesworth, and it's great. But I want to say, can we start to imagine? I'm giving you permission to begin to play at life. To again, once again, enjoy your life. Some of you are waking up in the mornings. Instead of saying, good morning, Lord, you say, oh, Lord, it's morning. I wonder how will you wake up tomorrow morning, Monday morning? Will it be with expectation? 
Something's about to happen in my life. I've got creativity because I'm going to play at life. And one of the greatest sickness of our time is anxiety. And I wonder where is the joy. And even in church, people are coming and they think we will fake it till we make it. And we will pretend. And some people in church, it looks like they are sucking lemons the whole day. Just watch some of them in worship. And I know there's some challenges. But can I tell you, God wants you to enjoy your life. Maybe you think God didn't expect COVID. And now he's not sure. And he said, just try to survive. Still the word is the truth. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Even in 2022, the joy of the Lord. And he wants to bring your joy. And he wants to restore something in your life. And that you will make a decision that you will make every day the best day. One, because tomorrow can be one day too late. Whatever you want to do, do it now. Don't waste your time. Don't wait for 2023, do it now. And some of us are waiting till things change. If I have just more time, then I will get involved. Then I will go to church. Then I will do certain things. Um, some of us are saying, um, when I'm not so tired, then I will start to exercise more. And we're waiting for tomorrow. The word the devil loves the most is what? Tomorrow. He loves that word, tomorrow. Tomorrow I will get involved. Tomorrow I will do that. Some of you are waiting for that promotion. Some of you are waiting to be retired. Then I will do something. And we are living for to, tomorrow. And remember, one day will become no day. One day I'm doing, going to do this. One day and one day can become no day. See, the only thing that will come to you if you wait is old age. Ask somebody next to you, what are you waiting for? Somebody say today. See, your broker will tell you to put as much as possible away for tomorrow. And now you are more worth dead than alive. I want to have worth while I'm alive. Because there's no guarantee for tomorrow. Family, there's no guarantee. No guarantee. Listen to what James 4.13 said. Listen to those of you who are boasting. Listen, those of you who are boasting, today or tomorrow, we'll go to another city and spend some time and go into business and make heaps of profit. But you don't have a clue what tomorrow may bring. For your fleeting life is but a warmth breath of air that is visible in the cold only for a moment and then vanish. Instead, you say, our tomorrows are in the Lord's hand. And if he is willing, we will live life to its fullest and do this or do that. What does the word says in Psalms 118, 24? This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. But most of us and some of us are focusing on the future, on one day. And the, the Lord's prayer declares, give us our daily bread. What is God's intention? One day at a time. And now you are chasing the wealth of tomorrow and you miss the joy of today. And we need to understand as Christians, we don't work towards pleasure or acceptance. You are accepted. And we've still got people in church and we are working and trying to get in the future. God accepts me. You are accepted. This morning you've heard, you are royalty. It's time for you to behave like royalty. Understand your identity. And don't live for tomorrow, live for today. We don't live or work towards pleasure and acceptance. We live from it and we live in it. See, there's no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. 
Happiness is the way. You are waiting for January 2023, then you will be happy. If you are not happy today, you will not be happy tomorrow. And you are waiting and you think just after the next achievement, somewhere in the distant future, out there, but never here. And now you're struggling because your happiness is tied to the future. You don't feel happy, confident, or successful. And you say, maybe in the future. So many live in the future, but there's some of you stuck in the past. You talk about the good old days, the goeie old days, pastoor, the goeie old Listen to what the word says, Ecclesiastes 17. Do not say, somebody say, do not say. Why was it that the former days were better than these? For you do not ask wisely in regard to this. Some of you are living in the romantic past or the prophetic future, but you don't live in the now. Can I say it again? You are living in the romantic past or the prophetic future, and you're not living in the now because you, you have died before your death. Some of you, you lived 80 years, but you died 40 years ago. You've died intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, years before your physical death. And the world is full of living dead people, zombies. And it's sad to say, even in church, it's the living dead. They are joyless, they are passionless, they are zealous, they are lifeless, and they say they are Christians. But I'm here to say, and I'm giving you permission, it's time to play at life. To make a choice that I'm going to live today. Not in the romantic past, not in the prophetic future, I've got now. And I'm going to do certain things now. See, your heart can stop living long before it stops beating. But may your decoration be, I shall not die, but I will live. I shall not die. And I'm not talking physically, I shall not die. I just feel in my spirit, you, your dream is not going to die. It will live. Can I prophesy to somebody that dream will not die? It's going to live. That business, I know it's, gonna, it's, it's been a hectic year. Everything is against that dream. But I want to declare to you that dream, it's not going to die. It's going to live. Keep it alive on the inside of you. Start singing over that dream. Start prophesying over that dream. Keep that dream alive. Come on, who's believing? Who feels that there's a dream that is about to die? Father, I prophesy over every hand that is lifted in this place. I declare your dream will not die. It will live. I prophesy it will live. Come on, give God praise if you believe it. It will live. It's your choice. If you are truly disciples, we will be joyful, playful, and passionate, and not do things out of duty. Live for today. Prepare more for today than for tomorrow. And I know we'll, we need to prepare, but prepare more for today. Live fully every day. And you're asking me, what must I do to be happy? And maybe you feel, I must just work harder. And if I work harder, I will be successful. Then I will be happy. If I just get that race, somebody's going to get a race in the next six weeks. But why wait for the race to be happy? You think I will be happy when I get the race. If I can just lose this weight, pastor, then I will be happy. <laughs> but I want to say the principle is not if you are successful, then you will be happy. But if you are happy, you will be. Happy people are successful people. 
Can I, can I hear there's some happy people in this place? You are going into 2023 with excitement. You are not waiting for something to happen. Happiness is the way. You determined how 2023 will, will look at, how it will end. But we need to understand, if we want to be happy, we need to be filled with laughter. There's no other creature on earth that can laugh. Just humans. And the enemy is after your laughter. And you've got a privilege to make somebody laugh. Make it an effort to walk away and make somebody happy. Can we be that people that understand if we can laugh together, we can live together? It's so important. Laughter is the closest distance between two people. Laughter is an instant vacation. Yeah, instant vacation. Bring it into your family. Once again, I want to declare, happiness is coming to your family. One of the places that the biggest warfare is happening is in, it's sad to say, so many things are happening at church and now you go back into your family and it feels like a, a, a place of warfare in your house. But I want to declare a new atmosphere, a new level of joy and peace is coming to your family. And church, we need to be that example. Listen to what Psalms 126.1 says. When Jehovah turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues were singing. Then they said among the nations, what are they saying about the church? They're just having church on a Sunday. And during the week, it looks like you are just surviving. It's going to change. We will be the most joyful people ever. And because we have joy, we are successful. And we will be people that are creative. I want to declare to you, you are going to create businesses, places that people will say, look what God is doing, because this is what's happening. He says, they said, the nation says, Jehovah has done great things with them. Not for them, with them. It sounds like something, not just for them, he did something with them. The nations will take notice that something changed on the inside. Laughter and singing changes you. Where's your laughter? Where's your fun? Some of you are coming into church and you got the right words. Hallelujah, I'm blessed. But on the inside, on the inside. But tonight something is happening on the inside. You are walking with with the real joy filled with the presence of God that is taking you and happiness is about to hit you. Happiness is about to hit you and you are going forward and the world will take notice when you are joyful. I know there's a season of crying. There's a season to laugh. And we cannot ignore suffering, setbacks and personal tragedy. But can I tell you, nobody's got the perfect life. Even this pastor from Marble Hall. Nobody. You look at some people and you say, I wish. I wish I can have that. Don't wish that. You don't know. You don't know. And I know it's not easy to overcome the challenges. But when you make a decision that joy for you, it won't make your losses less painful, but it will make them less permanent. It's not permanent anymore. But when you are sucking lemons the whole day, complaining about everything, nothing is changing. Happiness is the way. You can be happy after failure, after you've lost a loved one, after failed marriage. It's not easy and change is not immediate. But if you lose the power to laugh, you lose the power to think. And the enemy is 
pushing you and he wants you to be in that place of depression, of hopelessness and not enjoy your life. But I'm telling you, we are going into 2023. We are going to be a joyful people. Nations is going to take notice and they say, look what the Lord has done with them, with them. Look what the Lord has done with them. And we need to change our minds and start being addicted to work. We think if we can just work harder, the more we will be successful and the more God will be pleased with us. Can we understand God has not placed us on earth to judge us, but to enjoy us? Come on, tell somebody next to you, God enjoys you. And he has given you everything to enjoy. Everything. 1 Timothy 6, 17, charge the rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. He offering to us richly all things to enjoy. He wants you to enjoy, but now we are driven by greed, by excellence, by ambition, by people pleasing. And now sometimes we, we say it like a medal, I've worked myself to death. And you think that's a great testimony. And I know some of us have lost focus. And maybe you are sitting here and you are tired, but listen to what Matthew eleven twenty eight in the message translation said. Are you tired? Worn out? I'm preaching to somebody now. Burned out on religion. Come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. And we're going to talk now about the playfulness of God. You will see now. He says, work with me. If you get close to him, you will just experience the joy. He says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. There's a rhythm to grace. Get into his rhythm of grace. There's you breathe in and you breathe out. If you just breathe in, I'm going to fall over. Not of the anointing, but a lack of oxygen or breathing it out. There's a rhythm to your life. The sea is coming in and out. There's a rhythm. Get into the rhythm of life. You will see between, I'm not very musical, but between musical notes, there's space. If you put the musical notes against each other, it's just a sound. God says he needs space between things in your life. You are running and you're trying to be, um, get his acceptance, working so hard. And God says, get into a place of rest. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lie anything heavy or Ill, ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Somebody's walking out of this place freely and lightly. There was such a heavy burden on the inside. You were worried about your business, worried about next year. What is going to happen? God says, I'm going to take away that burden and it's time to live freely and lightly. Because God didn't create us to work at life, but to play and find joy in living. If you just Read the word properly, you'll understand joy is God's basic character. And the problem with people, according to Jesus, is not that we are too happy for God's taste, but that we are not happy enough. Tell the person next to you, it's time to get happy. Imagine if God approached work as we do so often. In the beginning, it was nine o'clock, so God had to go to work. He filed out a request. Requisition to separate light from darkness. He considered making stars to beautify the night and planets to fill the skies, but thought it sounded like too much work. And besides, though God, that's not my job. So he decided to knock off early and call it a day. And he looked at what he had done and he said, I'll have to do. Um, 
I'll have to do. On the second day, God separated the waters from the dry land and he made all the dry land flat, plain and functional. So behold, the whole earth looked like the free state. He thought about making... He thought about making mountains and valleys and glaciers and jungles and forests, but decided it won't be worth the effort. And God looked at what he had done that day and said, I'll have, I'll have to do. And God made a pigeon to fly in the air and a carp to swim in the waters and a cat to creep upon dry ground. And God thought about making millions of other species of all sizes and shapes and colors, but he couldn't drum up any enthusiasm for any other animals. Besides, it was almost time for the late show. So God looked at all he has done and God said, I'll have to do. And at the end of the week, God says, seriously, see, burned out. So he breathed a big sigh of relief and said, thank me, it's Friday. <laughs> we laugh, but that's how we live. And I say to you that if you understand God, you will, you will know we serve a playful God. Just to illustrate to you, his disciples, Jesus appeared to them after he was resurrected. Um, then they were uncertain about certain things in, and they're not sure. He's resurrected. He appeared to them. They're not sure. Peter said, let us go back fishing. Let's go back. I'm going back fishing. Here they were on the boat, fishing the whole night, catching nothing. And here comes Jesus walking. And he didn't come in glory. He came and they saw, thought he was a stranger. He was playing with them. Did you caught anything? And they said no. And probably they were busy. And, and, and then he said, throw the net on the other side. And then something happened. It happened previously. When he called them, he could have come and, and, and in glory. He could have said to them, um, get me at the temple and there we will have Bible study. But he came to them on the beach and he made them breakfast. And he reached out to them playfully. And then he made them breakfast. And then maybe somebody said, how many fish are there? We must count them. And Jesus said, 153. And they probably said, he's back. Is he? He's, it's him again. And we see through the whole life of Jesus it says in Hebrews 1 verse 9, You have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. But religion, the religion says no. And he, he wants to be a God that is known intimately. To be known, to have his joy, his love and his presence that can compare to nothing. If you don't know him, his real personality... You, you have been cheated. He is playful, he is fierce, he is kind, he is creative, and he's funny. And if you don't know God like that, you've been cheated. And may every religious mindset be broken over your life. It's time to enjoy God. It's time to enjoy your life, enjoy your marriage, enjoy your children. Don't wait for tomorrow. If my children can just grow up, if I can, if I can just get married, if I can just have children, if I can have grandchildren, if you just see in a moment your life passed away. And Jesus is not showing us when he came to earth to work harder. He said, I want, to have, I want you to have life and life in abundance. You need to enjoy life. You don't work the piano, you, you play the piano. You don't work at life, you play life. And it's time to play and begin to make life beautiful. Your life needs to be beautiful. If you ask me, what is, yeah, how can you describe Jesus? 
His truth, His goodness, and His beauty. If you want to know what is truth, it's goodness and beauty. If you want to know what's goodness, it's truth and beauty. And if you want to know what's beauty, it's goodness and truth. And we've declared in this time, and the church for many years, we've declared truth and goodness, but they're going to see the beauty. The beauty in His church, and that we will make a decision like one, one rabbi said, it is forbidden to get old. It is forbidden to get old. Make a decision that your life is going to be different. That you are going to play at life. I'm here to, to, to declare over your life that the joy is returning to your life. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but in the midst, I will keep on declaring and my life, the, the nations will see what he has done in my life and I will play at life. Can you stand with me, please? And I want you for a moment, just close your eyes and maybe you are standing here and I know even if I've just been sent for one person in this place, you are in a place of darkness. The enemy has gotten you in that place of hopelessness. He's taken away your joy. On the outside, you're pretending, but on the inside, you are dying. Holy Spirit is moving in this place and he wants to touch you. He wants to surround you with his glory and he wants to open your eyes and he wants you to encounter him. He is your joy. He is your life. He is your everything. And if you say, Pastor, just pray for me. I've lost hope. It feels like there's no way out. Holy Spirit, I pray now. Ask Holy Spirit just to move over everyone at this moment. I speak over you. You will not die. You will live. You will not die. You will live. I declare that the presence of God that now is touching you is pouring out His glory. He's anointing. I declare you are free and you will feel the weight is going now. I declare the weight. Just feel at this moment, Holy Spirit touching you and the weight is, the weight is going. I thank you for all that anointing that is breaking every yoke, removing, removing things that were preventing you. I want to declare over your life from the day, you will not just walk, you will run. You will not just run. It's time for you to fly. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I declare you are free in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I am free. I'm free. Shout again, I'm free. I'm free. Declare with me, I am, I am. the righteousness of God. I make a choice, make a choice. To, play to play at life. No more will I stand in the back in fear, in doubt. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Say it again, the joy of the Lord, the of the Lord. is my strength. Is my strength.